0: Well today is uh, the 6th of January which is the feast of the Epiphany and um my next guests, um, all sort of at one stage in their lives, had a bit of an epiphany because it is the beginning of the year and a time when a lot of people are deciding to make big changes in uh, their lives and probably one of the biggest and most dramatic shifts that you can make is to move somewhere entirely new. And uh, my next guests have done exactly that. They've all escaped to the country from cities. Uh, neuroscientist Dr Sabina Brennan left Dublin and singer Don Mescal left London, both of them for rural Cavan. while Katrina Bergen traded Dublin for lovely Leitrim. You're all very, very well this morning, thank you very so much, Sweeney. So I'm going to start with you because you are, you know, Dubliner through and through, born and bred in Dublin. And had we asked you maybe four or five years ago if you're going to leave the capital, what would you have said to us?
1: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I had a gorgeous house in Clontarf, uh, which we'd kind of built ourselves Well, we bought a little cottage. That was all we could afford. And then we uh, doubled its size, extended. And I was absolutely sure I was going out of that in a box. Uh, Very happy with it. But things change. And, and, uh, uh, you know, I think a lot of us who are born in the city have a city mentality that, you know, Oh, this is where it's all at, and this I, and I lived near the sea, like you know, yeah. I lived you, in had a all, you had area. Lots of
0: the things that people would love. And- yeah,
1: yeah, but things changed. My kids had grown up, moved on. Um, we kind of felt, as well, in a way, that myself and my husband, we had no joint project anymore. Do you know what I mean? The kids were kind of raised and we built our house and there was nothing more to do to do with the house. Then of course COVID came. And you realize actually it really doesn't matter where you live in terms of you don't need to be a sit near a city anymore. And the most important thing is to be near nature and beauty so that you can access that and that's the most important thing. Um, and yeah, yeah, so we just sort of decided to to start looking and I had a very I'm very pedantic. I had an Excel file listing everything that it should have, and
0: yeah, I I got my dream place to the country. Don, you've been, you were away for a very, very long period of time. You obviously went to London to chase the the music scene. Was it always sort of tying on the back of your mind that you wanted to come home, Laura, or had you tried to sort of pursue that dream beforehand?
2: Well, I think, you know, maybe it's an Irish thing or maybe, you know, I think you get to a stage in your life, maybe when you get a little bit older, you always kind of think about going back to your own, you know, getting back to your own tribe. Um, so, you know, I had been all over the place, really, but I had kind of been firmly placed in London. I had my recording studio set up in Greenwich and I'd been there for... Seven years, and I was writing and producing. That's what I do for a living: write songs for artists, for albums, you know. And um, so I, I didn't that was really have a
0: gorgeous studio that you had. Built. Hmm? It was a gorgeous studio. Yeah, that, yeah it was, I know.
2: converted an old building on the on the Thames um, from eighteen eleven. So it was it was an unusual project, you know, very hard to get a building like that in London. And I was there for seven happy years. But I guess in in two thousand and twenty, when COVID first of all started to raise its kind of ugly head, um, I, I started to see things changing, you know. Um, and certainly the, my client list in the studio, you know, the lockdowns had started um, in um, in uh, March, I think it was. So I, I thought to myself, you know, I'm, what am I going to do here? You know, I can't stay here forever. And, I, and the previous year I had managed to buy an old church in County Cavan. Um, and that was really as the result of insomnia, really, because... Um, <laughs> I have a have a problem with sleep and, and I'd been looking at old properties in France as you do at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning and dreaming, you know, about chateaus and all that. I'd come back across the English Channel and I was back in Kent and I was looking at, you know, old windmills and all of that. And all of a sudden there was nothing there I could afford. And, and I had come back to Ireland all in that night, in that, uh, you know... Um, insufferable kind of non-sleeping mode and um, and I was looking at islands um, and then all of a sudden I came across this article from the Irish Times about this old Gothic church in County Cavan and I got so excited when I saw the building now I don't know why that was because it, you know, it was kind of almost derelict but then I remember thinking oh my god uh, this is so exciting and then I thought oh this is five years old the advert so, I, you know, again, that wouldn't put me off, you know. So I remember emailing the estate agent that was mentioned on the, on the, um, on the newspaper piece, even though it was five years later, and saying, look, by any chance, would that property still be available? Um, so that led to a phone call on the Monday. That was at the weekend. And it led to a phone call on the Monday. And this very sort of almost suspicious man answered the phone, you know, <laughs> and said, uh, yes. And I said, I'm inquiring about <clears throat> the church. And he said, yes. And I said, would it be still for sale? And he said, it might be. So he <laughs> yeah. was really very, I got to know the guy later, but he, 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 he was really very um, careful because he had spent five years showing the church to dreamers, yeah. basically, you know. Um, so he said, where are, you, where are you calling from? I said, London, and he hung up because he thought this is another, <laughs> another dreamer, kid. you know, but I, I pursued it. Um, so then what happened was I managed to buy it. So when COVID hit, I took this massive leap of faith and I thought, you know what, maybe this is the time.
0: You, you, I think you've just inspired an entirely uh, new item, which is uh, for people who are insomniacs, they're purchasing items between yeah. the hours of. No, two listen, that's the good part five. of it. The, the
2: bad part of it, it I wouldn't <laughs> recommend that to anybody, okay, because I have a problem with
0: that. I bought flights at about 3 o'clock this morning. <laughs> it's a dangerous
2: I, 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 place yeah. to be, yeah, it's a dangerous place, a to, dangerous be place to be because you end up with a lot of stuff that you didn't want. I'm not saying that about the church, I ended up with the church, but, but yeah.
0: Uh, I, I think I may be one of those people. Katrina, Uh, You are from Sandyford in Dublin and bring us back um, because, you know, you've been in Dublin for a long time. And when you think of what particularly young people are looking for, you were ticking all of the
3: boxes. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, I had a completely different lifestyle. I was doing all of the things that society tells you to do. You know, I went to the university. Well, I went to an agricultural college in England uh, first, so I was away for a bit and then I came home. And I started working in insurance and then I ended up working in uh, in the IRFU in women's rugby. And so I was in Leinster for five years and I was, you know, had a good job, I had a good career, you know, pensionable. I had the house. Tick. Yeah, I managed tick. to buy a house on my own. Uh, now, admittedly, it was, it was the benefit of the crash for me to get a house. But yeah, I had that. I had all of the things. I had a career set. I had everything going for me and I was just miserable. You know, I was just at the end of the week. I was stressed. I was, things weren't working out at work for a while. And, and I just started to kind of rethink, what am I doing? What is this what life is about? I've done all of the things that life tells you to do. And at the end of the week, I would, you know, open a bottle of wine, um, make myself dinner. And I'd watch a really sad movie and I'd cry <laughs> just to get it all out. It was like a flushing of all of the stress of the week of seeing, sitting in a car like i my job was 12 kilometres away from my house and it could take me anywhere up to an hour and a mm-hmm. half. If I drive 12 kilometres anywhere where I live in Leitrim, it's 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. And it doesn't matter what time of day. I don't have to yeah. go, oh, no, I can't go now because the traffic or the kids in the schools or, you know, rush hour or this, that and the other. So it was just like, what am I doing? I'm stressed. So was it, was it like, um, you know, because, uh, you know, is
0: it something that was gradually building up? Was it a sudden thing? Was it a a stage of life thing for you, I or was think- there a, an epiphany? Because sometimes it can, you know, these decisions can be triggered by loss in our lives. Yeah. It can be.
3: Yeah. So there were there were a number of things that happened over the years. Um, my dad died in two thousand and six suddenly. Uh, he was only sixty two, and he. It, so, yeah. I was uh, the youngest of five, four older brothers and me, so I was daddy's girl, and. You know, it devastated me. It absolutely devastated me. And so that was my first, I suppose, f- flirt with depression. You know, it was just like, what, what's going on here? And I slowly kind of got myself back into the career and all of that kind of stuff and kept plugging away at all of those things. And then, unfortunately, my brother uh, in 2012 died by suicide. And again, it makes me start thinking about, you know, what are we all doing? Like, is, is this the all there is to life, like just this career and this drone on of what we're supposed to do or what society tells us is right or, you know, the way to go. And I was like, you know, there's got to be something. And I was surfing in Bundoran for a long time. So I used to get in the car and drive. And as I drove away from Dublin, I could feel the stress coming out of my shoulders. I could feel that just... I could start breathing again and I go up there and I go surfing with friends and I have friends who who uh, live for surfing and some were living in vans, some were just working odd jobs and they were the happiest people I knew. Like they just like and I was like, okay, admittedly, I don't really want to live in a van, but I mean, (laughs) there's got to be something to this. Um, And then I was training for a triathlon and I was run off the road and I ended up uh, um, dislocating my wrist and ended up with lots of surgeries. So I ended up out of work for a long time. So I took that time out to go and stay up in Bundoran and stay up with friends. And I just thought, you know what? I have to rethink this. This is not like this is not right. This is not the way we should be living our lives. Uh, Was there anything similar like that
0: for you, Sabina? Was there anything, you know, um, uh you can imagine, OK, your kids are up and out there, you know, and you're looking kind of good. We need a new project. But have, were there any, because it seems particularly for you and Dawn that COVID had a big sort of bearing on your decisions. Yeah, I mean, I
1: don't know that we consciously said we need a new project. I think that's something that we kind of realised in hindsight. Oh, this is really in, reinvigorating. But you love an Isle interior design I project love anyway. interior design. Absolutely <laughs> love it. I had heaven for the first few months doing the inside. We, we, we've moved to a 200-year-old uh, rectory. Uh, on the on lakeside and I'm currently actually doing up outbuilding so like that's what I was surfing when I couldn't sleep in the middle of, <laughs> of last night was things for that. Um, there was a couple of things. Uh, we had a beautiful house in Clontarf which was essentially a muse house. You know Um it was Victorian houses on one on one road and Georgian houses on the other and we were plunked nestled in the middle so there was a big old or- orchard trees beautiful. so it was really mm-hmm. nice. I had my own little bit of nature you know uh, in this very convenient location and then one of the neighbours at the back she was getting on in years and she decided that she would build a house in her orchard so she cut down the orchard built a house there then a neighbour on the other side decided he wanted to build a house at the other side and I just kind of went everything I have loved I actually you know it actually was no loss yeah. of people you know which is horrific and yeah. sorry for your loss yeah, but it um weird. yeah I've always been I'm a bit of a I mean I'm a chatter you can see that but I I'm really really my home is my castle I like to be there I work from there it's my haven and I kind of felt oh this is being kind of taken away from me. And I have to say with moving to the country, um, uh, yeah, I, it, I, I honestly feel like, um, yeah, it, it's in heaven. Sometimes when we moved first, I I was actually on the kayak one day because I literally look, it makes, I, I find with being in the country also, you learn to seize the day. Mm-hmm. So I live on a lake and uh, there's only some days it's calm enough to kayak. And I will drop everything if I look out yeah. and go, "Oh my goodness!" And it could be there's a mist yeah, yeah, or of, yeah. and I say, "I'm having that," and nature you know, decides. yeah, nature decides, mm. and and um, it re- and the same with sunset. When I moved in first, I looked up every day what time is the sunset because I'm not going to miss it. It is exquisite, and you just said we were talking outside earlier the night times, I mean, oh. we moved there and David said, Sabina, I mean, quick, 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 come and look at the stars, because yeah. you don't get to see them uh, in the city because of the light pollution. But basically what I was long-winded getting around to say was I kept thinking, I actually said to my husband one day out in the kayaks, I said,
0: maybe we're already dead, because <laughs> this is paradise. <laughs> Do you know? And, 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 yeah. and what you describe, look, again, obviously uh, particularly with Katrina, you know, to, to have been spurned on by loss, but what you're all sort of speaking to is That's sort of privilege to be able to choose, John, your environment. And I have to say, um, I kind of wept with envy when I went in and did the video, when I saw the video of the church. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my goodness, and what you've done with it. And, you know, as a personal, as well as because you're an artist, so um, it's your workspace as well. But, you know, I remember, you know, after the last crash, kind of every Monday, you know, when things were just so, so mm. glum, kind of looking, going, where out west could I go? Or, or you know, <laughs> where's where, 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 some sort of little rural idyll that I choose to go into in some, like, you know, uh, tiny little cottage? But what you have done with the church is stunning, but not everyone can do that.
2: Oh, thank you. But, you know, like, really the incentive there, are, you know, really, you know, I was surrounded by, you know, I've always lived in cities. So originally I'm from a little hurling parish in County mm. Limerick. A small community, you know, um, and I had left that, and then gone on my travels for twenty-five or thirty years or whatever. So when I moved to this little island, Quivy Island, on this to this old church that was built in eighteen fifty-four, started in eighteen fifty-four, you know, it was a complete, um, it was a complete change, you know. Uh, I had forgotten about nature, and that sounds kind of funny, but you know, when you're living in a city. Mm. You, you know, I was, I was on the river, okay, I would see, you know, seagulls, and you'd see the odd, you know, but but I had actually forgotten about nature, and it struck me, even on the on the second or third night that I stayed there, and, and when I moved in there originally, you know, there was just like one light bulb and one socket, I was cooking on a little George Foreman, it was that wonderful summer um, in um, 2020, mm-hmm. and I was swimming in the lake, I was surrounded by water, you know, um, and... Life changed, but it was like uh, I felt invigorated by it all, you know, even to be able to just hop in the water instead of getting into the shower <laughs> <laughs> until I got a shower working, you know. Um, and then I realized that my my priorities had changed where I was kind of chasing um, the the business all the time in London. Whereas, you know, when you're a producer, you're writing for artists, you know, you you don't get to kind of be in the moment so much because... You're, you're doing your work, you're writing, and then you're on to the next project, you know, and you're under pressure from your publishers and from your songwriting manager and your all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't have that anymore. So I decided to sort of concentrate on my own music again. And that was wonderful because it was something I'd kind of forgotten about. I'd always put my own projects. But because I owned the studio myself and it was in my house, I could work until two or three o'clock in the morning. I wasn't disturbing anybody. Um, and so I,
0: pro- your productivity...
2: It went way up and then I had time to read you know like all of these little things I started walking we're surrounded by um woods there's deer um I go out on the boat like Sabine on the lake and on the on the um kayak all of the stuff that I'd forgotten about that really even though my my work rate had slowed down quite a lot I still got to make a few records but funny things even happened with that I remember I made Christy Dignam god bless him his last mm-hmm. album and you know, I included the birds um, dawn chorus from the back of the church because you know I noticed that Christy was outside one day, and he said to me, "Did you know you have 20 different types of finches? Yeah. You know, all of that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff." And so, on that record, on the beginning and the end of that record, are, are it's it's bird song. Mm-hmm. So all of this stuff was was creeping into um, my my life again. You know, from from somebody when I was a kid. Um, you know, you were kind of sent out in the morning after your breakfast and you weren't expected to be seen again until dinner. That's the way it was, you know, so so my life was back.
0: And can I ask you just about um, uh, community, uh, Katrina? because, you know, um, obviously you had a familiarity, you were going back there, but did you have to go and immerse yourself in, in your new community?
3: Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I didn't know anybody. Like, I, I was originally looking for a holiday home in and around Bondorm because that's where my friends were, you know, and that's the where people <clears throat> I knew you were. Um but uh it, like Johnny Ball is very expensive so Leitrim actually has a co- coastline which most people don't know about it's only 3 <laughs> kilometers long mind So, but it is brilliant and so I, I started looking in, in Leitrim and it's like the least populated county in the country and at the time the prices of the houses were the cheapest in the country as well so I started looking and I found this that- of course
0: that's all changing because oh. of people like you
3: yeah <laughs> I, know, I know I know well we're trying to get more people to come to live in Leitrim so uh, but like it is actually one of the, uh, the the rate of population increase is probably one of the highest in in the country mm-hmm. now just for people coming home I think and for the you know the Cree scheme where you can you, uh, do up derelict properties and get a grant for it and all the rest of it but um, I, um when I got up there the first thing I did was I just went down to the local pub because I didn't know anybody and it's always the best place to meet people you know you know for years of going into the countryside where would you go and they will know everybody and so I got involved with the local community centre in Ross Inver the, the youth community centre and I uh, worked with them for a bit and did some uh, funding applications. So we got some employees in there. And then I got involved with the local town team in Manor Hamilton and started doing some funding applications with them and helping them. And there's a castle in, in Manor Hamilton, uh, Hamilton's castle. And I was helping them drawing down money for renovations and for a tourism project. And so through that, I ended up running a coffee shop in Manor Hamilton. It's called the <laughs> Castle Cafe. I, then I, this had been, I was actually taking a year out sabbatical.
2: Um, it's and not I was, on I the plan. Up, it,
3: wasn't, it wasn't my plan. My plan was <laughs> to sit and, like, you know, renovate. But so I was renovating the cottages as well, and like that, purchasing at three a.m. But I was doing the cheap stuff. Like I was on all of the cheap, cheap places, and I was like, I got the deals of the century. I got a window, a double glazed, triple glazed, w- bespoke window that actually fitted in my house for like six hundred euro.
0: Can I ask you, <laughs> Savina, um, just about you know the phenomenon of, of the blow-ins? Okay. I mean, were you were you uh, were you welcomed for kind of you know coming in or is that something you had to work I, on? I have to say it's just been incredible and a mm. shout out to all the local people. We
1: live outside a little town called Shercock. Uh, people had asked us when we were moving what was our connection yeah. or anything we had absolutely no connection. I mean I saw this house, the grounds I mean we are on, so fortunate we're on 8 acres of uh, property on a, a lake and I, I didn't do anything other than we knew there was a little about 11 kilometres away and I said once I have my laptop, my oh, they'd better broadband than I had in Clontarf. <laughs> So Once I said, once I have my laptop and I'm able to go to a supermarket nearby, I won't need anything else. But I have to say, people came knocking at our door to welcome us. Into Mm. the community. Mm. Like, it was absolutely incredible. We were connected. We had a funny story. There's um, friends of ours who live across the lake and they'd been in the final of Home of the Year and some other neighbours had come to us to to welcome us and they said, oh, do you know who'd love to see that? And I don't think they'll mind me mentioning it. Again, something else. Mm. They're going to check on my dogs while I'm not here today. (laughs) That would never have happened in Dublin, you know. But anyway, um, they said, oh, they were in the final of Artie's Home of the Mm. Year, you know. They love interior design. And I said, oh, bring them over, bring them over. Sure, when they walked in the door and we started introducing ourselves, I recognised a Dublin accent in Jason. And I said, oh, Jason, where are you from? And he said, Clontarf. I said, whereabouts in Clontarf? <laughs> Kincorra Avenue, which was the avenue I grew up on. We were 49, he was 110. Mm-hmm. So we're very close friends with them. People have just been incredible and So welcoming. Uh, We would call ourselves blow-ins, but nobody does. I think they were just delighted because we had bought a property to live in. I I, I think just people were... So
0: there's a difference, isn't there, uh, Dawn, kind of between the people who are coming for a kind of a one-off, you know, maybe a r- rural housing yeah, that they're yeah. using yeah. just as a, a place to, to, you know, you know for yeah. summers and winters and obviously there's, you know, pe- people are quite challenged with that, particularly if, if they're underused. Um, but for you, um, obviously you've moved Lock, Stock and Barrel uh, to the church. Do you miss London though? Do you miss city life? Do you miss kind of the uh, I feel like the need to defend cities here well, nearly, the, well, the, 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 the great <laughs> living that we have here. Listen,
2: people. i just like to clarify one thing. I absolutely loved my time in London and I found, I, I you know, I, I kind of always look at at, at Britain in, in, in such a positive way really for Irish people because I think it's been the saviour of, mm-hmm. of a lot of Irish people Generations. You know, there, was, there was nothing for me in my little parish when I grew up you know, um, so to be able to go to a country that was so near and to be just immersed in all of these different cultures, it was the most exciting adventure of my life um, you know, but saying that, moving back to this little island, Quivy Island and where there's just a few families living on the island, what I couldn't believe was, uh, right from the very get-go, you know, from the beginning, there were people delivering me food. (laughs) My neighbours were bringing food because they were very aware, the Fitzpatricks, and um, they were very aware that... um, that you know maybe the facilities that I had you know because they were first of all they were all all of them were pretty sure that the church was going to fall down, mm. so it was just on the cusp of being derelict you know. Mm. So to get these knocks on the door you know during COVID time when they were standing back and they were presenting this like food to me, I thought Fantastic. that was the yeah. sweetest yeah. thing. And then to become involved in a little community. And there's only a bunch of us there and the Coles and the Fitzpatricks and all of that. And they're just wonderful people. Mm. And then I thought, you know, maybe I could take this a step further. It's funny what you were saying there, Katrina, because, you know, I my thing really was I I, I have the capability of being a hermit very easily. Mm-hmm. And I could easily quite stay close to the door of the church and do nothing. But I got this sort of feeling about Cavan um, that there's a sort of a there's a sort of a flame that burns in Cavan and very much of the arts, you know, and that's what I yeah. felt. So and and I could feel it now, maybe it takes, you know, they say about, you know, it's easier to be objective if you're not if you're not right there in the middle of something. Mm. But it was easier to sense as I came into it. So now all of a sudden I'm involved in Drumlinia and Cavan Music Industry Week and all of these wonderful people that are in Cavan. So do I miss the city? No, because this is my new adventure. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, um, do, well do, do you miss it, you know, uh, Katrina? You know, I know you don't miss the commute, but, you know, um, <laughs> do, do you miss elements of, of city life? Because, you know, you can, you know if you're not careful you might be, you, there's a risk though instead of maybe becoming a little
3: is. bit insular or a little bit yeah, you know yeah. maybe you know I, yeah oh, I'm, I'm I'm an absolute hermit when I want to be but I I was, we were talking about it earlier that like I love my own space because I love where I am and like that my neighbors are fantastic like my neighbor Johnny is just he'll come over and sort all the animals out if I need him to and he'll pop over for a cup of tea during the day and you know and we'll help each other out and there's all oh, loads of neighbors uh, that are just fantastic and they 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 kind of it's really lovely But like that, they're not on top of you all the time. You're not on top of them all of the time. Everybody has their own space. But then coming back to Dublin, it's great because you can get a blast of city life. Like I'll come down and what I'll do is now I'll go down and see my mum and, you know, take her out for lunch now and meet some friends and things like that and do all of that and then toddle off back and, and have my fix of Dublin for a bit, like a night or a day or two days. And then I'm done. I could be done for the month. You know, mm-hmm. it's enough. But I mean, is in if I need that, I can do it. But also there's there's so many things like like everybody was saying earlier. It's like I go kayaking, you know, I've got lakes everywhere, yes. everywhere. Like I go to, to Glen Did Fine. I, and there's so many I, of them. I have to share
0: this text what? with you. Um, lots of people say, God, would love to do what you do. And then one says... I live in the rural Midlands, and I'd give my right arm to move to Galway or Dublin. It's totally the Valley of the Squinting Windows. I'm totally fed up of hearing <laughs> of people wanting to move to rural Ireland. Infrastructure rubbish. No broadband. No restaurants or social outlets other than the pub. Just for just for a little bit of balance oh. uh, <laughs> uh, <so> we, oh, <laughs> into this uh, uh, this conversation. Uh, do you find yourself are you tortured with visitors? Are you, like are, me? Are, yeah. Um, do you know what I?
2: Uh, I Be careful I, how answer <laughs> so I've
1: you answer visited. You have visited and. <laughs> (laughs)
2: You did make vegan muffins, (laughs) which I think were incredible, by the way.
1: I must make them again for you. Um, So, yes, there is that thing that, you know, everybody knows your business, right? Mm. But here I'm on radio. I've written books. I talk about myself. Mm. So, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. But they actually care, like yeah. you, we're, we're restoring outbuildings that like literally were falling down um, and you just feel this sense when you buy an old property you feel you know, you, you should really preserve yeah. it, you have a yeah, kind absolutely. of a duty you know, and you can kind of see those outbuildings and like My husband was brought in straight away. We were there like three days and he was in the shop and someone tapped him on the shoulder and says, heard you're a great soccer player. And and Dave says, oh, I am. Right, Thursday night down the sports centre. We do a 5 aside for over 35s, you know. He says, I don't know where the sports centre is. He said, here, pay up. Right, come on, I'll bring you down. Like, just so welcoming. But what we found is, I haven't been, I actually haven't even been to the pubs in the town I live. Yeah. We never went to pubs, really, in Dublin. It's just not our thing. So I do think you can socialise outside, oh, actually, it, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, if you wish. We've made connections, um, you know, through those those various things. But what we found we've done is, and I do think you need to work it, because I know from my own work, social isolation is a huge issue. It increases your risk for developing dementia. And, it, and you know, it's, it, it's really not good for mental health. And I was very conscious of that when we were moving mm. and I think anyone who's moving, like people thought at my age we should be downsizing so they were surprised we were kind of upsizing. But I think it's been actually More brilliant. outsizing maybe. What? More, more outsizing than <laughs> moving your, your life. Um. My but house we,
3: is smaller now. Is it?
1: Yeah, Ours is bigger and our, our, our space is bigger but um we've made a very conscious effort. Like there's local cake sales. There's a very strong community. I would never have gone to those when I was in Dublin, if you know what I mean. But we make an effort to go down yeah. and to be a part of, yes, of yeah, the yeah, community. Yeah. But like that, like our postman called at the door the other day and and, and he said to my husband, What's going on in the back there? There's see mm. an awful lot of work going yeah. in. And I said, Oh, we're refurbishing. Would you like to come round? Yeah. Brought him round, brought him in. Same, I think nearly anyone who ever has reason to come to our house has been in to see the work, or they've even been in mm. to see the, yeah, absolutely. the house. And and I I I think that's it.
0: You've got to be a, a part of it you know yeah. um know, is it but if really you're, you're you're <laughs> kind of part hermit but also sort of getting involved is it a balance it when, you, a when balance. you when you live somewhere where yeah. there is that um proximity like i mean so much great Irish literature has been made about <laughs> these communities and kind well, of and that knowing know. and the knowledge so is, is it a balance that you have it to strike it is a
2: balance but let me get back to your to the text from that from that person for <laughs> cuz that really hit me i thought that was really funny and and uh, you know <laughs> i, don't I mean, think the <laughs>
1: text but it was quite um,
2: depressing <laughs> it, but, but, but i hope that improves for that person really yeah. but but here's yeah. the thing what i did figure out about gavin was and this is said in a positive way there are 365 lakes and they're there for a reason Yeah, because it rains a lot Mm, up there. But I've learned to embrace that. And getting to your point there of the balance, well, you know, I kind of look at myself as the custodian of this old building. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And basically, you know, that building will be there a long time after I'm gone, and it was there a long time before. So, what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to, um, everything that I do with the building is done out of great respect for the actual structure, you know. And it's funny when you do something like that, you get great appreciation from people where people will stop and they'll go, oh, my God, I just love what you've done with the church. Mm -hmm. We were worried that it was going to fall derelict and some of the windows were broken and, you know, even the stuff like fixing the roof and fixing the tower and all that. But recently I had a man, I'd say that guy was in his in his maybe late 70s, early 80s, and he, he knocked on the front door just before Christmas. And <laughs> there's a lot of that, by the way. Um, and he <laughs> said, look, I hope you don't mind me disturbing you. But he said, um, I was actually baptised here.
3: Oh no! Oh.
2: And and I thought, you know, and obviously I brought him in, and his wife was in the car, and I said, well, why don't you bring your wife in? Well, yeah. they ended up being there for about an hour and a half, yeah. we were yeah. just chatting, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But he he told me some amazing kind of historical facts about Lord and Lady Lanesborough when they had built, you know. He 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 told me that the history of the place. Mm-hmm. But how wonderful to meet somebody who had been baptised in the church. where I now live Yeah. Yeah. so I I felt that I'm
0: seeing another potential series having you back in three or five years time to find out how did it really really work out but unfortunately for the moment uh, Dr Sabina Brennan uh, singer Don Mescal and Katrina Bergen uh, who've all traded and we're so so envious of you Uh, thank you for joining us today and we're going to take a quick break
3: Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1
0: If you're looking for beautiful Irish-made sofas or chairs, the Finline Furniture annual sale is now on. All Finline's furniture comes with our unique 20-year guarantee. Showrooms open in Dublin, Cork, Galway and at our factory in County Leash. Finline have only one sale every year, so don't miss out. See finlinefurniture.ie
2: The Lotto Jackpot is an estimated 11.5 million euros. Play responsibly in-store, in-app or at lottery.ie. The National Lottery. It could be you. Respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, is a common, highly contagious virus. People of all ages can get RSV, but if you're over 60 or an adult with certain conditions like COPD, asthma and congestive heart failure, RSV can cause severe infections and may lead to hospitalisation. Ask your doctor, pharmacist or practice nurse about RSV in older adults and visit rsvandme.ie to learn more. RSV and Me, brought to you by GSK Ireland.
3: Brendan O'Connor on
2: RTE Radio 1.